The History of the Britons by Nennius. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of the Britons, Section 5. At length, Vortimer, the son of Vortigern, valiantly fought against Hengist, Horsa, and his people, drove them to the Isle of Thanet, and thrice enclosed them within it, and beset them on the western side. The Saxons now dispatched deputies to Germany to solicit large reinforcements and an additional number of ships. Having obtained these, they fought against the kings and princes of Britain, and sometimes extended their boundaries by victory, and sometimes were conquered and driven back. Four times did Vortimer valorously encounter the enemy. The first has been mentioned, the second was upon the river Darent, the third at the ford, in their language called Epsford, though in ours set Thurgabale. There Horsa fell in Catagern, the son of Vortigern. The fourth battle he fought was near the stone on the shore of the Gallic Sea, where the Saxons, being defeated, fled to their ships. Note. After the line four times did Vortimer valorously encounter the enemy, some manuscripts here add, This Vortimer, the son of Vortigern, in a synod held, at Guatharnion, after the wicked king, on account of the incest committed with his daughter, fled from the face of Germanus and the British clergy would not consent to his father's wickedness. But returning to St. Germanus, and falling down at his feet, he sued for pardon. And in atonement for the calumny brought upon Germanus by his father and sister, gave him the land in which the forementioned bishop had endured such abuse, to be his forever. Whence, in memory of St. Germanus, it received the name Guarenion, Guarthurnion, Gerthrenion, Guarthenion, which signifies a calumny justly retorted since when he thought to reproach the bishop, he covered himself with reproach. Regarding Epsford being called by the Britons, set Thurgabale, according to Langhorne, Epsford was afterwards called, in the British tongue, Sesenneg Herbale, or the slaughter of the Saxons. Regarding the stone that the fourth battle was fought near, in variant readings, the stone of Titulus, thought to be stone in Kent, or larger stone in Suffolk. End of note. After a short interval, Vortimer died, before his decease, anxious for the future prosperity of his country, he charged his friends to inter his body at the entrance of the Saxon port. These, upon the rocks where the Saxons first landed. For though, said he, they may inhabit other parts of Britain, yet if you follow my commands, they will never remain in this island. They imprudently disobeyed his last injunction, and neglected to bury him where he had appointed. Note. Rappin says he was buried at Lincoln, Joffrey at London. End of note. After this, the barbarians became firmly incorporated, and were assisted by foreign pagans. For Vertigern was their friend, on account of the daughter of Hengist, whom he so much loved that no one durst fight against him. In the meantime, they soothed the imprudent king, and whilst practicing every appearance of fondness, were plotting with his enemies. And let him that reads understand that the Saxons were victorious and ruled Britain, not from their superior prowess, but on account of the great sins of the Britons, God so permitting it. For what wise man will resist the wholesome counsel of God? The Almighty is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, ruling and judging every one, according to his own pleasure. After the death of Vortimer, Hengist being strengthened by new accessions, collected his ships, and calling his leaders together, consulted by what stratagem they might overcome Vortigern and his army. With insidious intention they sent messengers to the king, with offers of peace and perpetual friendship, Unsuspicious of treachery, the monarch, after advising with his elders, accepted the proposals. Note, in variant readings, in place of the daughter of Hengist, it says of his wife. 
and no one was able manfully to drive them off because they had occupied Britain not from their own valor, but by God's permission. End of note. Hengist, under pretense of ratifying the treaty, prepared an entertainment, to which he invited the king, the nobles, and military officers, in number about three hundred. Speciously concealing his wicked intention, he ordered three hundred Saxons to conceal each a knife under his feet, and to mix with the Britons. And when, said he, they are sufficiently inebriated, etc., cry out, Nymed Uri Saxes, then let each draw his knife and kill his man, but spare the king on account of his marriage with my daughter for it is better that he should be ransomed than killed. Note, the variant readings of this section are too numerous to be inserted. End of note. The king with his company appeared at the feast, and mixing with the Saxons, who, whilst they spoke peace with their tongues, cherished treachery in their hearts. Each man was placed next to his enemy. After they had eaten and drunk, and were much intoxicated, Hengist suddenly vociferated, Nymed Uri Saxes, and instantly his adherents drew their knives, and rushing upon the Britons, each slew him that sat next to him, and there was slain three hundred of the nobles of Vortigern. The king, being a captive, purchased his redemption by delivering up the three provinces of East, South, and Middlesex, besides other districts at the option of his betrayers. St. Germanus admonished Vortigern to turn to the true God, and abstain from all unlawful intercourse with his daughter. But the unhappy wretch fled for refuge to the province of Gwarthagurname, so called from his own name, where he concealed himself with his wives. But St. Germanus followed him with all the British clergy, and upon a rock prayed for his sins during forty days and forty nights. Note. Gwarthagurname is a district of Radnorshire, forming the present hundred of Rayadir. End of note. The blessed man was unanimously chosen commander against the Saxons. And then, not by the clang of trumpets, but by praying, singing hallelujah, and by the cries of the army to God, the enemies were rooted and driven even to the sea. Note. In variant readings, this paragraph is omitted in the manuscripts. End of note. Again Vortigern ignominiously flew from St. Germanus to the kingdom of the Dimitae, where on the river Towie he built a castle, which he named Caergwarthengern. The saint, as usual, followed him there with his clergy fasted and prayed to the Lord three days, and as many nights. On the third night, at the third hour, fire fell suddenly from heaven, and totally burned the castle. Vortigern, the daughter of Hengist, his other wives, and all the inhabitants, both men and women, miserably perished. Such was the end of this unhappy king, as we find written in the life of St. Germanus. Note. The river Towie is Tobias of Ptolemy. End of note. Others assure us that being hated by all the people of Britain, for having received the Saxons, and being publicly charged by St. Germanus and the clergy in the sight of God, he betook himself to flight, and that deserted, and a wanderer, he sought a place of refuge, till broken-hearted he made an ignominious end. Some accounts state that the earth opened and swallowed him up on the night his castle was burned, as no remains were discovered the following morning, either of him or of those who burned with him. He had three sons. The eldest was Vortimer who, as we have seen, fought four times against the Saxons, and put them to flight. The second, Catagern, who was slain in the same battle with Horsa. The third was Passant, who reigned in the two provinces, Bulith and Guathagurname, after the death of his father. These were granted him by Ambrosius, who was the great king among the kings of Britain. The fourth was Faustus, born of an incestuous marriage with his daughter, who was brought up and educated by St. Germanus. He built a large monastery on the banks of the river Renus, 
called after his name, and which remains to the present period. Note. Gortha Gurname is in the northern part of the present counties of Radnor and Brecknock. In variant readings, the manuscripts add, and he had one daughter who was the mother of St. Faustus. End of note. This is the genealogy of Vortigern, which goes back to Fernvale, who reigned in the kingdom of Gortha Gurname, and was the son of Theodore. Theodore was the son of Passant, Passant of Guadcant, Guadcant of Morwid, Morwid of Eltat, Eltat of Eldoc, Eldoc of Paul, Paul of Muprit, Muprit of Brachiat, Brachiat of Passant, Passant of Gorthagurn, Gorthagurn of Gorthanu, Gorthanu of Gwital, Gwital of Gutolian, Gutolian of Glui, Bonus Paul Moron Gutolin were four brothers who built Gluda, a great city upon the banks of the river Severn, and in British is called Caerglui, in Saxon Gloucester. Enough has been said of Vortigern. Note. Fernvale of Farinmale appears to have been king of Gwent or Monmouth. Regarding the kingdom of Gorthgurname, in variant readings, two provinces, Billeth and Gorthgurname. End of note. End of section 5. The History of the Britons.